From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Barm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this morning. We will uh, talk about a couple of Lane Kiffin's comments to media yesterday. We've got a couple of things on tap. We'll try to make it through this next hour for you. Um, here on the show is brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. A little news coming for them tomorrow. They're going to um, do some a couple of pretty good things for the uh, community. Some more details there. You can look out for that. I'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow morning as well. But in the meantime, you can use... Uh, Blue Sky location to fill up your vehicle. Still need fuel. Still trying to get around for a, uh, essential things with the world we're in right now, as well as using the uh, the drive-thru at the Oxford Crystal. Take advantage of the drive-thru there on Highway 6 West. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. The number is 662-257-1900. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. Um, Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove that to you when you make the call. Uh, they're open for uh, service, and they uh, also have uh, at least part of their sales crew available as well. So if you're in the market for a vehicle, now's probably a pretty good time to be looking, and you can get it all done really right to the very end with uh, no human interaction, which is Good for most people most of the time. Good for everybody these days. So 662-257-1900. Guests join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Uh, again, we'll have some Rafters news to you here pretty soon. Just remember them when this is finally over and uh, you get back out and about in Oxford, uh, home of the uh, Bluegrass Brunch on Sundays, 1045, chicken and waffles, fresh biscuits, mimosas bloody marys and more rafters music and food on the square in oxford so uh again lane talked to, to media yesterday and for the most part they're in a holding pattern they can't do much they don't know when anything is going to change and that is where we're sitting right now i know that's not uh anything that anybody necessarily wants to hear and it's not necessarily bad or good or anything uh, tom hart did make a hell of a point yesterday about how just being around your guys, not really the lack of spring practice per se, but depending on what happens in the fall from a scheduling standpoint. I mean, when you've got new systems and just new players, it is a it is such a much bigger deal. You are behind the curve a little bit compared to other programs because Kevin said yesterday that at FAU and me, it wouldn't be a big deal at all. And you as guys knew what he had. You just kind of pick it up, and there's a continuation more than anything else. But at Ole Miss, you know, Lane's been – very true and very careful on how he's answered so many questions about, hey, quarterback competitions or depth charts or, hey, what do you have? And the answer every time is, I don't know because I haven't seen them with my own eyes on a practice field, on a game field. Despite that, people too. continue to ask the stupid question, my God. He's not going to have an answer until he coaches them, until he sees how they can be coached. There's he's so answered many different it. things there. And that's the point is when you don't know when that is going to start, you don't know when that is going to be. Yeah, there, there's potentially a behind-the-curve element for all new coaches, but for Lane at Ole Miss right now. I get that everybody has stories they have to work on. I get it. I used to work in newspapers. I understand. 
There is no depth chart. He's answered that. They don't have one. New systems, new coaches are going to coach in different ways. Different players might respond to it better, worse. They don't know. They'll see. I thought I thought his comments, he continues to impress me with his intellect, his ability to think, his ability to, to speak honestly and candidly, uh, where he admits that the thought of spring practice at this point is probably naive, uh, where he admits that you know, they're, they're going to have to revisit some different ideas as an industry and that there's a chance that it's going to be a while before they have contact with the players. could be months because, frankly, it's going to be months. And um, he talked about how maybe they have to do an NFL-style OTA type thing. For those who don't follow the NFL, they have many camps kind of throughout the year. Oftentimes, it's completely without pads. It, they're all without pads. Sometimes they don't even wear helmets. Mm-hmm. It's just learning. It's mental. He was saying maybe that's what they'll have to do they, to, to install some things and do some things, but that they'll absolutely be behind. And then he was one of those that was honest enough to to use the word if a few times. There, there, there's an if. I know everybody says, don't do this, man. You're, 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 you're don't say this because it's it's – you guys would be really impacted. Yeah, I get it. I, I mean, it, it keeps me up at night. Uh, I woke up middle of the night thinking about it and didn't go back to sleep for a couple of hours. There's no certainty that there's a football season. I guess the point, though, is if there's not, none of this matters anyway. Right. So what difference right. does it make? That's why I don't understand why people go, well, what do you think about your quarterbacks? Hell. That's so far down the list right now. You operate as though as though everything starts on time, and you adjust as as you can, right. given your limitations that you have. That is what you can you, do as a coach. You you assume that that you'll have a season opener in September until you're told that you're not, but you can't plan your summer right now. There's no way to plan it. Normally, you'd say, "Hey, you know, everybody's going to come back that Monday after that Tuesday after Memorial Day. We start our off season." Blah blah blah. You don't know that now. Now you just have to. Be ready to adjust when someone gives you a, a starting point. It's much like Major League Baseball right now. I was reading Ken Rosenthal's column this morning. Uh, I talked to Ben Ingram yesterday. You'll hear that on a beer garden hopefully here pretty soon. It's really interesting. He he talked about uh, – Rosenthal talked about how in baseball there's just no way to make a plan right now. He gets the question, when are they going to start? No one knows. Um. They're having significant discussions, and Rosenthal wrote about this. It's you know there's there's a the players and the owners. What happens in a lost season? What does that mean for service time? What does that mean for contracts? What does that mean for impending free agents? What does that mean for Mookie Betts? What does that mean for Trevor Bauer? What does that mean for those guys? No one knows those answers. The fact that they're having those conversations and they're having them in earnest should tell you a lot about what smart people think. And smart people think if you can't start the season by around the 4th of July, you're not going to be able to start the season. And to start the season by the 4th of July, you're going to have to, no later than the second week of June, be able to reconvene and get guys into shape. And that sounds like a long way away right now, but it's really not. And so when people talk about what's going to happen, 
the the truth is right now just no one knows is you know major league baseball i think they've talked about playing an entire season with no fans and i think both sides ownership and the players don't have the stomach for that that they don't have the appetite for that that's not realistic one of the questions that i think college football is going to have is if this thing's not gone you know like the was it Singapore where they, they've had a second wave of it? What happens in the fall if another wave comes about? Do you play college football games without fans? Which, frankly, on the surface sounds ludicrous. Uh, to me, you might disagree. To me, that seems silly. The whole thing, it's all about fans. It's all about the fan experience. If you eliminate the fans... Well, for, for colleges, it's all about the TV contracts. Let's let's keep it business real here. There, there's a money element here that, while yeah, it's it's ludicrous and so different. It's yeah. about the TV contracts. It is. Uh, you have to de- they have to determine what happens. Do you have the testing in place to test every college football player when they report to campus? At Ole Miss, you know for an absolute fact that it's impacted the program. One player's in quarantine right now because both of his parents are positive. I don't know whether there's others. There could very easily be others. I don't know. And Eli told Ross Dellinger he expects that he has it, but he does not fit right. the testing criteria. So, you know, how much exposure did Eli have to some of his teammates? I don't know. I have no idea. Eli lives here in Oxford. Some of the other players uh, are here in Oxford or were here in Oxford. I don't know how much of that. My anticipation, and this is sem- semi-informed, is that before – Anybody starts full-blown camp, they're going to get tested. And right now, I don't know, do we have the testing in place to test football programs? Because you're talking about, we did this on G-Pits. This is 180 people in a program. Got to test them all because they're all in that building. Yeah, it's the 105 all the way down to the managers, everybody. Whole deal. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I mean... I get the whole you're being you're being cynical you're being skeptical I'm, I'm really not I'm, I'm talking to people and there there's no anyone who says oh there's just definitely going to be a season it's absolutely that they're, they're making that it's like Rosenthal wrote that anyone who speaks in definites you should discard them right now well and frankly it's you know I mean <clears throat> as I sit in the mornings and try to figure out exactly what to do on the show I mean it's a lot of trying to figure out the the give and take, the the tone, if you will, because we go through news, we tell you kind of what we're hearing, we do all that, while at the same time, I fully realize we can't sit here and beat you over the head with a hammer for 50, yeah. 55 minutes. So it's like, you know, just, it's a very complicated deal. I'm never going to be a spin guy. I'm going to tell people what I hear, and I'll be, if, you listen, if you listen to the Beer Garden today, you'll hear it from Ben, and that, that tells you a lot about where baseball is. Now, baseball and, and college football are not interrelated, but if we can't convene until you do wonder this here's a question sure what's the drop dead date for programs to get kids in shape to get kids ready to play at a college football level to play on time before you start pushing schedules back before maybe you instead of starting in the first weekend of september you start the fourth weekend in september how much how much preseason does any program, first year, eighth year, how much preseason does a college football team have to have to be ready to play safely? And I don't know the answer to that because what our normal schedule dictates is they have all summer to be in better shape. Right. So I don't 
Right. I, I, I don't know. Um, and not, Kiffin not, said yesterday that, the, you know, they give them workouts, but they're not required to do them, and they're not required to report back. There is no instruction right now. Football's on the back burner, as it should be today. But at some point, if we get to a place where people say, okay, it's safe to play these games, how much lead-up time do they have to have when they didn't have spring and they didn't have a spring off season? And look, I'm a guy that I go to the gym. I can't go to the gym right now. And I realize I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a college athlete. I get that. But if you don't have access to the equipment, you do lose some of your shape. I can feel myself getting somewhat out of shape compared to what, what I was in, and I'm working out every single day. So I'm sure the athletes are having some of the same things. Yeah, I mean, my guess is just straight guess, four to five weeks. But, I mean, I'm just guessing. I'd guess the same. Yeah, I don't know, something like that. I'd guess. A good month is kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, Somewhere so, around a month. A full month. Yeah. Tom Hart was right yesterday. If if we have football, and I'm going to continue to use that word, if we have football, it's going to look different initially. Because you think about it, fall camp is no longer to get guys in shape. Fall camp's to get your team ready. Yeah, they do conditioning and stuff. But they've been conditioning all summer. Yeah, I don't know there, that there's, that's a, there's a seven to ten days of acclimation to football shape, if you will, and that's almost more heat related than it is strength related. Um, and then beyond that, yeah, it's 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 mental and just. Um, <clears throat> You know, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's hotter than, like you said, hotter than hell in August here. And if guys aren't in shape, you got to be careful ratcheting that up. Zach says in the live stream, the live stream that uh, per Greg Kester, the Ole strength coach, said you can maintain strength for six to eight weeks if you take time off, but you lose your explosiveness and quickness in the process. So, yeah, again, smarter than me, I'll take the word for it. Well, you got to be, you have to be really careful. You have to do a lot of mental work. Because you're not going to be able to just cram it in physically because guys start getting injured. and They can't do any work if they're injured. So, I mean, I think it's about a six-week deal to safely be ready to play. And so six weeks means you've got to be able to get started at some point in July smartly. And you'll have to have medical people, which means you've got to be out of the woods on this other deal because you don't want to pull medical people away from life-pressing things Mm -hmm. to focus on football which is not life or death. It's not that important. That also kind of is a good point. You have to – there has to be a certain stability in, in each place's hospital system yeah. or just medical systems in general. I mean, the hospital yeah. systems. But, look, here's the answer. We're not going to know for like four weeks. That's the answer. That's 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 probably optimistic. I mean, I think – But I, you're going to know what's going on. In four weeks, you're going to have an idea of, hey, this thing is taking off like a rocket, or, hey, there's signs here right. that this thing's starting to level or whatever we're doing. That's, I think in four that, weeks, we have an idea. I might amend that to four to six weeks, but fair enough. We're probably splitting hairs. Yeah. First of May, somewhere somewhere around the first to tenth of May, I think we'll have some some clue. I mean, at some point, well, I mean, frankly, even before that, though, Neil, I mean, if you're still testing a large number of people and the tests become more accessible, if this thing's exponential or not, we'll know way before that even. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a certain... That's what I mean. I mean, they're going to have to ramp up the ability to to mass test because before you 
before you could start a Major League Baseball season, you've got to test everyone. Before you could resume an NBA or an NHL season, you've got to be able to test everyone. Well, I mean, we're all going back to work around Easter, so it's fine. Well, all right. Um, <clears throat> and see, like Doors Rules 28 says, I'm being hyper, a bit hyperbolic. I don't think I am. I hope I am. I've said this all along, man. I hope I'm wrong. I think the whole let's go back to work at Easter is real risky. But, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. Liberty going back to school this week. Idiotic. Idiotic. True or not, I don't know. I saw they had one hospital in that town with an ICU unit. Not one bed, but one hospital with yeah. a with a unit. It's insane. <clears throat> we talked about I this I do issue. wonder. And Would they, you send your kid back? No. I Look, cause there's a thousand holes in this. I'm not a scientist. I'm just talking off the top of my head because we have an hour to kill here. I do wonder a little bit if because of putting people in different environments and exposing them to older people and a lot of stuff like that, I wonder if sending kids home from college does make it worse. Just a thought. I just wonder if that exposes and actually increases spreads in different ways that versus social isolating at where you are on a campus. Maybe I'm crazy, but I do have that at least yeah, thought in I, my I just, head. I don't know enough about does it. Does that make sense, though? Because you are. You're does. sitting the, everybody. The, the problem is like elderly areas and home and spreading. And I think you could isolate an entire campus if everybody on that campus never left the campus. Well, yeah, of course. But kids leave the campus because they don't all live in dorms. Yeah, yeah. And so they go back to apartments or condos where they're neighbors and next to people, and you know they don't all eat on campus. They have to eat. They mm-hmm. have to go to grow. I, I don't. But they're doing that anyway. Huh? They're doing that technically anyway. Well, I, I yeah, but I'm saying the whole let's keep classes going. Oh yeah, and I'm not saving that. Saving yeah. that even. I'm just saying. I, I, I wonder think, if spreading students all over the country makes it worse. I think Falwell's an idiot. Well, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that. I think he's a that crook. Is. And what he's doing now is just, this is ridiculous. When everybody in, in across the board says, don't do this, and he does it, it, it speaks volumes about him. I would not send my kids back to that. I'd be curious to see how many people do. And I wonder if some of his is, and I don't know this, Liberty has thousands and thousands and thousands of of online students. Yeah. Have they just kept a normal curriculum this entire time? So they're still collecting all that tuition at 100%? Well, I mean, I can only speak to my college experience with my daughter. She's been home for a week and a half now. There's been no refund. Well, and technically their day didn't change. I mean, they were already online only. What's the difference? But, I mean, meals, board. I'm paying. I'm paying for her to stay in a dorm that she's been kicked Not out of. You, I get. I'm at Liberty. Yeah, I don't Literally, know. Literally, they have thousands of only online students. Yeah, That's I don't it. know. Yeah, but you know they're telling five thousand plus kids to come back. Yeah. Like I think counting all students, Liberty is actually one of the largest universities in the country. I mean, let me look this up real quick. I think I'm right here. I saw this at some point during the first month of Hugh Freeze, when I was looking it up at a bar one night. Yeah. Per Wikipedia, so again, take that for what you will. Liberty, 15,000 on-campus students, 95,000 online students. Good God. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I was I was pretty sure I was right there with um, with how they were doing things. I just don't understand the, the, the strategy there. Money, 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 money without actually having resources on your campus. Just 
the pummel mill. No, I mean bringing kids back to campus. Well, we're tr- trying to debate that one and figure that one's out. It's yeah. a whole another whole another conversation. So we're at this point. I mean, obviously, the thing to do across the board is to finish the, at a minimum, finish the semester online, with hopes that in June kids can go back to campuses for summer school and it be somewhat normal. But the hope for all of these schools, and I know this for a fact. The hope for all of these schools is that in August they can enroll as normal, that we're past it. Yeah. Continue our conversation in one second. Tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understands your market, a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. We're also brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. It's at 320 East Pearl Street in Jackson. Remember that for when this is all over. But for now, also remember that they specialize in on-site large event catering for up to 250 people and off-site full catering services, especially beverage catering. So if you're planning a birthday party, a graduation celebration, a rehearsal dinner, or a wedding reception, you want to be able to enjoy the moment. The Iron Horse Grill is your answer. It's a one-stop shop for beverage services for a 250- to 500-person wedding or even a 3,500-person gala. The Iron Horse Grill is one of the largest beverage caterers in Mississippi. It can service the entire state. Call Sarah Black at 601 398 0151 for your catering needs and knock that off your worry list and uh, let the Iron Horse Grill make your event one that is memorable forever. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine seeing something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Dead Soxy. Uh, don't forget that uh, Dead Soxy has a promo at, at, uh, at checkout, DeadSoxy.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout to receive 30% off all orders We'll have some more information on a um, really cool offer coming your way from Dead Soxy here in the next uh, couple of days. So stay safe and stay Soxy with Dead Soxy. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to their page and they have a uh, link at the very top to see how to uh, handle things with COVID-19 as far as restaurants, what's open, uh, what offers delivery, what offers takeout, all things you can do from that standpoint. They have uh, plenty of links that will help you out right now during this uh, time frame. And then we all hope they uh, they are correct. And this goes off without a hitch. They've rescheduled Double Decker again for the middle of August August 14th and 15th. That's actually, I think, move-in weekend for Ole Miss, if it I is. have that right. So, it is. Um, that is. Uh, that is when that is. So we'll uh, bring more to you during um, these podcasts. Also, they have a Visit Oxford virtually during COVID-19 link in the middle of the page, too, as I'm there right now and looking at it. Uh, 
I don't know the exact day. I got actually have to pick one. There's a couple different options, but I will uh, say this. Neil will be pleased. Just got a confirmation that author Harlan Coben is doing our podcast. Oh wow! So um, his publicist just wrote me a second ago, said that he's happy to do it. Just pick a couple dates and we'll make it work. So um, that's cool. Yeah, my favorite author, somebody I've read for ten years. He is the uh, the creator of several Netflix series going on right now: The Stranger, Safe, The Five. Um, he followed me on Twitter like a year ago. I mentioned it on this podcast when he did it, and I thought, ah, oh, whatever, we'll send a we'll send a text and see where it goes. And sure enough, got that done. So I got to write him back here today. But um, nonetheless, I think we're gonna get that to you here in the next week or so. So, um, easily one of my favorite authors. Yeah, fantastic. Has 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 a lot of really really good stuff. Um, if you would like to get started on something, again, watch the Netflix series. Although, don't watch The Stranger because the book is really good so do that um and if you're starting with a book do the myron bolliter series first um deal breaker is the first uh is the first book in that so that's uh that's where we are a lot of books i mean 20 30 a lot, lot of books yeah you the need, more so. books than you can keep up with yeah 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 it would take you a little if you wanted to do quarantine and read harlan Coben, you probably would, we would be out of quarantine before you're done unless you're a really big reader so that's uh that's kind of where that is right now. But anyway, uh, the athletic doing something pretty cool. The athletic doing a essentially a, an online hall of fame in each of their markets, picking people. Uh, it, it's good filler. It's good conversation topic. Frankly, it's pretty smart. The uh, the couple southern states or places that I've seen them doing so far, I'll run through who they picked real quick because we don't have much else to talk about. So it's fun. Uh, we'll start with New Orleans or Louisiana. I guess is more the way to put it. I think it's New Orleans. Maybe it's New Orleans. I don't know. Uh, Neil's home state. Let's see who they got. A couple of these are very, very obvious. I think they picked most places. Pick twenty per uh, per per area, if I have it right. Is it the city or the state? It says the city, but it's not just the city. I don't think. I think there's a couple other factors in this, but mostly it's the city. So okay. Um, does first ballot Hall of Famers Drew Brees, Pete Maravich. They're picking him because he played for the New Orleans Jazz, but obviously at LSU yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. so it counts. Uh, Dave Dixon, the sports executive who who brought the Superdome and the Saints, really the main guy for both of those things. Yeah. He's on the list. Joe Burrow coming in at number four already. Yeah. Yeah. Again, potentially the potentially the best quarterback season in college football history. You can make the argument. Way up there. Um, Simone Augustus, forward, Baton Rouge Capital High School, played at LSU, really – Oh, yeah. Champion the women's basketball game for a long time, three-time Olympic gold medalist, um, Wade of Wade Trophy, Naismith Award, Wooden Award, all that kind of stuff. So uh, Simone Augustus, there. Those are your uh, first ballot Hall of Famers, and then the so other it must end. just be New Orleans because I would have put Terry Bradshaw on that list. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. And he's not on this at all. No, um, I, I would have put Bradshaw easily as a first ballot. Other enshrinees: Tom and Gail Benson, Sean Payton. Um, J.T. Curtis, the head coach of John Curtis High School. Okay. He uh, inherited his father's team in 1969 at the age of 22 and went 0-10 in his first season. In the 50 years since then, his teams have gone 595-56-6 and and won 27 state championships. Yep. That's uh, – I always wanted to play them. Did you really? Just, oh, yeah. Just, just, just for the heck of it? No. Because like, what, they're 2A private? We yeah, we would have beaten them. That's yeah. why I wanted to play them. <laughs> You would have felt good about winning that. It's, yeah, it would have been because they would always they would always talk that trash about whether they're the best program in the state, and I'd be like, "No, you're not. We'd kick your ass." <laughs> uh, Archie Manning in it. Uh, yeah. Skip Bertman in it. So we're counting LSU here too, which is what's weird. Yeah, about that's what's this. interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, Skip Bertman on this list, which I do wonder if you're knocked down a peg if you're not New Orleans, because Skip Bertman should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Like. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, no that, doubt. That's what's weird about that a little bit. Uh, Billy Cannon, God bless everybody. Um, it's kind of a fill in here. The entire Saints linebacker unit unit that put them on the map in the in the in the late eighties, early nineties. Ricky Jackson, Ricky Jack- Jets Willing, yeah. Sam Mills, Von Johnson, the Dome Patrol, um, Bob Pettit, um, Baton Rouge High School, LSU. Both of those. Uh, Chris Paul makes the list, being the first Hornets kind of person. Okay. For a, for a, yeah, that's, that's, that's flimsy. We're getting a little flimsy. I mean, if Chris Paul makes it, Anthony Davis has to make it. I'm going to guess Anthony Davis isn't on that list. Nope. Nick Saban is on this list. Shaquille okay. O'Neal is on this list. Sure. Mickey Patterson, a sprinter from Gilbert Academy and Southern University, is on this list. Is Chris Jackson on the list? I don't think so. D.D. Bro, head coach, OSU Gymnastics, is on the list. I don't know. Sure. Okay. Um, 15 individual national titles, some Super 6 appearances. Okay. Mel Ott is on this list. Okay. What is his connection? Mel Ott? Yeah. He's from Louisiana. Is Ron Guidry on the list? No. He might be on my honorable mention list, but he's not one of the 20 that made it. Okay. Um, Let's see. Mel Ott was discovered while playing for a lumber company team in Patterson, Louisiana, shortly after high school. He's from Gretna. Okay. And then um, a coach at Southern University, Arnett Ace Mumford. I don't know. He was the king of HBCU football prior to Eddie Robinson, essentially. That was my next question. So Eddie Robinson's not on the list. No. So it's a it's a South Louisiana list. Honorable mentions, just look for anything that's the other Manning or the, the other Man, the Manning sons are on the list. Elon Payton. Avery Johnson, Lolo Jones, Sylvia Fowles, Leonard Fournette, Matt Forte, Reggie Bush is on the list. Um, Morton Anderson. Again, I'm just as a North Louisianian, I'm catching myself somewhat offended. I mean, if you're going to include Baton Rouge, I'd include the rest of the state. Baton Rouge <laughs> is not like next door to New Orleans. <laughs> so you feel like they got a little carried, away, a little, a little weird with their list. Yeah, here. I think they went a little too, little too. Yeah, I don't. I don't like their their methodology. Is not how well. Yeah, you I mean, like Ron Guidry is from Lafayette. They're cry- they're trying to call it the New Orleans sports edit area. So they they extended the market reach to include Baton Rouge and Southern University, but not Lafayette. No, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I got issues. I'm sorry. Be all right. The other one uh, that has seen Atlanta um, has done theirs as well. Okay. The main room, which I'm assuming is first ballot. They can call them whatever they want to call it. Uh, leading off the list, one uh, Hank Aaron. No surprise there. Sure. Herschel Walker comes in at number two. So this is Atlanta, including Athens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, where, where's Wrightsville? That's where he's from. Where is that? I don't know. I don't either. Okay. I'm sure somebody in Georgia in our stream can tell us. Bobby Jones is on the list. Not a shocker at all. Um, Dominique Wilkins makes the list. Sure. Chipper Jones, first ballot, makes the list. Bill Murphy. The, uh, and then the other honorees, John Heisman. Done need a safe space. Greg Maddox on the list. Bobby Cox, Vander Holyfield, Phil Necro. So Vander Holyfield didn't make the first list? Nope. Who are you replacing, though? You only get five. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. You got to think about it? John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, Teresa Edwards, Edwin Moses. Ugga makes the list. The dog. Which one? All of the Uggas? I guess just all of them. Most of them only live about six weeks. 
it's got to be the one that wore a tux to the Heisman ceremony with Herschel. Yeah. If we're going to put one in, that's the one I want yeah, in. Give me that ugly. I mean, he was he was he was kind of the OG here, okay? Yeah. I, mean, I know we've got some issues in that breed line as time has gone on, but we had we we we, we had one there. Uh Julio Jones counts. It says that unless you count UGA 10, Jones is the only one on this list still performing. Um, likely a first ballot NFL Hall of Famer. Um, Tommy Nobis. Who is that? I don't know who that he's is. Not in the, he's not in the Football Hall of Fame. Let's see. NFL linebacker is who he is. Deion Sanders makes the list. Yeah. Dale Murphy makes the list. I would hope so. Vince Dooley makes the list. Yeah. They actually included like a, too many people. They actually got like 25 on this list. Skip Carey and Pete Van Weeren make the list. Yeah, you see that. Um, <clears throat> they also throw in kind of a media area there. Larry Munson, Furman Bisher, just some people kind of in some other things. Calvin Johnson on the list, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Have no problem there. And then Claude Humphrey is on the list. I don't know who that is. Uh, NFL player. Oh. So, yeah. Wrightsville is two hours from Atlanta. It's east of Macon. So they're pulling up in just a, just a touch. They're using the he played at Georgia, so they're doing the same thing. Just feels selective as hell. Like when I the coach from Georgia Southern that was the he's there forever. What was his name? The bald headed guy, Irk Russell. Wasn't that his name? He was there for like fifty years. So he should be on there. I don't know. I can tell you what the Louisiana one should have Eddie Robinson on it. Should he? Yeah, of course. Well, a bunch of games at Grambling. He was there forever. His story's really cool. I give the athletic credit. They are they're in such a important place in their company right now that this can't mean obviously bad time for everybody. Keep it in perspective here. But trying anything to keep some some attention up as they get through this. Sure. Thing. I mean it's it's it I'm sure they're stressed out about the same things we're stressed out about. They are doing some good work though. I'm just kind of reading through stuff. Joe Poznanski is doing a baseball 100 with him assuming the top 100 baseball players of all time. Is my One of the best sports writers in the world. He is. He's excellent. It's all I remember about my trip to Columbia in 06. I sat next to him. That was it. Oh, yeah. I don't really get it. I don't understand how that seating arrangement worked, but somehow the visiting student sports editor sat next to Joe Poznanski that day. Maybe it was so that you could have a highlight. I guess he was doing something with the with, – he was at Kansas City at the time. Uh -huh. Would that have been right? Yeah. He was a columnist at the – Kansas City Star or whatever forever. He was just he was just merciless on Eddie O and that, that old Miss group that day. I can remember just the little one liners and the snark and the sarcasm and everything else coming uh <laughs> coming coming that day. Because that was that eleven AM game that Missouri won like forty two to seven or something. Patrick Willis had a thousand tackles, but that was about it. I saw some of that. I was in Cleveland, Ohio. And I went to a bar and that game was on and it was ugly. You were at a bar in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Did I miss that? I had uh, had Saints Browns the next day, and so I flew into Cleveland early on a Saturday because that was the cheaper flight, and I had it all day all day long to kill in uh, Cleveland. So I went to a went to a bar, went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, went back to a bar, like the Leaping Lizard or something like that. It's huge, huge bar. <clears throat> Cleveland is a town that I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm not sure I've ever been there. I don't think I've ever been in Cleveland. I 
been three times? Been for the NCAA tournament. No, you went to Cincinnati recently. Okay, I was yeah. thinking Cleveland. You went to Cincinnati. Went to Saints Browns, covered Saints Browns, and it seems like I've been there another time too. I know. Yeah, I've been there three times. It's okay. It's cold in March. I can tell you that. It was really, it was really nice in September, but it was cold in March. They played at Cleveland. I was covering Alabama, and they were in the NCAA tournament. They played against uh, Bruce Pearl's team. He was at uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had to walk from the hotel to uh, Cleveland State. It was cold. Stopped by the Indian Stadium. If I'd known that day that, hey, man, the greatest game in history is going to get played at this stadium. I might would have spent more time checking it out. <laughs> How many times have you watched some semblance of the 2016 baseball season at this point? Uh, I watched MLB had games five, six, and seven of the World Series on yesterday, and I had it on. Watched the whole thing. Not just I wasn't glued to it. I was doing other work, but I had it on. At game seven, still, man, Carson and I were talking about it. At game seven, there's still some moments in that game that you know the ending, and you're still nervous. Still a little, a little angst, yeah. That Jason Kipnis swing in the bottom of the ninth, woo! A second of oh my god, a little. Well, there. the camera angle was such that you thought he'd gotten it. He really had fouled it off. I think it was forty, fifty feet foul, but there was a camera angle for about one second that looks like oh shit, he hit a home run, <laughs> and. uh I remember I was drunk. I think say I can remember I, I knew to leave you alone, but I seem to recall maybe it was the rain delay or something, just kind of sort of like the check in thing a little bit. And it was at that point it was transitioning to yeah, I'm a fan with game seven, but I'm kind of a dad right now. Yeah. I got to figure this out a little bit. I, I, I got to keep some 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 function about me at the moment. Well, the Rajay Davis, the Rajay Davis home run was uh. First pitch we just saw, Cubs home run. We turned it on. The Rajay Davis home run was a bad moment. That was the low point. Oof. That was Carson just lost it. And that's when I had to just put it okay. away. Okay. And in the rain delay, I switched over to, uh, yeah, this is the end of game six. But th- the rain delay, I, I switched over and, um, Watched the end of a Thunder Clippers game just to take my mind off of it because I thought it was going to be like an hour or something. And I saw a tweet that they were getting ready to start back. And I just remember thinking, man, if this goes till three or four in the morning, I'm not going to make it because I was, I'd had way too much. I'd pretty much had an entire bottle of Baker's. <clears throat> and I had so much adrenaline going. That when the adrenaline started to wear off, I realized, oh, I'm drunk. You were, you, you were so you were so hung over the next morning in with Ross. I know. Because <laughs> we had a meeting with Ross at like 8.30 in the morning, and he calls me, and he goes, I might still be drunk. Come pick me up. So I come pick him up, and we get in the meeting, and like, it's whatever, and we're just talking, and then we have about 30 minutes where we're kind of getting serious and kind of whatever, and like, I mean, we're it, it's a pretty important conversation given what we were dealing with at the time. You can, you can recall what might have been happening then, and... I look over and I'm like, okay, I need let's get some faculties here. Let's 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 let's, 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 let's get. Ross is like, hey, you need some water? Yes, I, yeah, some well, water would I be good. Started let's, sweating let's. out of the blue. 
That was a lo- that was a long. That was a weird day. There's so many things about that meeting that make me laugh now. Well, because I had no filter at all at that point. Well, no, there's again. I I know it's been your. Get me on a hand raise, guys. I might tell you more of the story, but there's one moment where we said one thing and then immediately everybody like grabbed computers and like started yeah. Googling things. And it's like, okay, it's real now. Now we're all on the same uh, page. That was the day. We're, that, we're, we're that, was the, that was the moment where I'm like, oh, come on. That was not the first time you heard that. <laughs> I look back at what that, how that meeting would have been different if the Cubs had lost the night before. Oh, Probably a good thing the yeah. Cubs won because I was in a really good mood. Sammy in the, in the in the live stream says, longest baseball game you've ever personally attended. Ole Miss State, 17 innings. I've never seen anything longer than that. Went to a major league game um, that included a rain delay that went 19 innings. I think it was in Atlanta, Cubs-Braves, back in – I was in college. Deion Sanders was playing for the Braves. Can't remember when it was. 18 innings, 17 innings, I don't know. Long game. <clears throat> the good thing about not being a media member is you can just leave. Yeah. There's a certain appreciation to, hey, I'm, I'm done. I've seen enough. Yeah, I've I seen enough. I'm, I'm leaving. Funny thing about that 17-inning game, State ended up winning, I think they scored three in the 17th and won four to one. Uh, Cody Satterwhite threw nine scoreless relief innings, best outing of his career, and it was – for naught in a 17-inning in game. but This is the moment, looking back on this. He oh. has the game up. Araldis Chapman is still pitching in the ninth inning of a 9-2 game with a game seven the next night. Why? Because he didn't have anybody up ready just in case. And when Rizzo hit that home run to take it from 7-2 to two to 9-2, to two, the Cubs had no bullpen that year. But even at 7-2. to two, I know. It's five runs. I know. It's crazy. And they, you know, and and Chapman was not sharp the next night. And uh, Joe Madden gets bailed out. Joe Madden should forever. If there's not a giant poster of Ben Zobrist in Joe Madden's house, it's wrong. Speaking of the Indians, speaking of Joe Madden or whatever, um, recording a beer garden. I mean, I'm sorry, a bourbon south tomorrow with Mickey Calloway. So oh yeah, yeah, been a week. Could be so. good. Um. Yeah, we're watching the game here as we talk. Sorry, this is where we are. Um, all right, take a break. Tell you about Tyson Drugs and G and M Pharmacy. The big thing with G and M right now, they deliver locally in the Oxford area. They'll take care of you. Pharmacies are still open, but they will uh, they will bring it to you in the area. So six six two two three six two 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 two. Then uh, on the square with Tyson Drugs and Holly Springs. Podcast also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with the Nest and Wild mattress. It's a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. Every Nest and Wild is one foot thick, giving you comfort support that will last. Uh, it's from the Twins to the California King. Everyone, one foot thick, 100% American-made, and uh, we'll give you a podcast discount that's going to make it even better. All you got to do is go to nestandwild.com. Enter the promo code REBEL20. That's REBEL20. Get 20% off your purchase. It's a no-risk decision, by the way. Nest and Wild believes in their product so much. They're offering a 99-night trial on every mattress. So try it out. Sleep on it for 99 nights. And if you don't like it, it's cool. You can return it. Nestandwild.com. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Taping a mind on my money, I think, this afternoon. That podcast is sponsored by Pinnacle Trust. It's pintrust.com, P-I-N-N trust.com. 
this crazy time in uh, our nation's history, you really need someone looking over your finances, making sure that you are investing properly, making sure that you're taking care of your retirement. And uh, Pinnacle Trust is great at that. They'll take care of you with a plan that's just for you. Pintrust.com. Mentioned that you heard about them on the podcast. You get 10% off your first year's fee. I've got a uh, mailbag up at rebelgrove.com. And uh, it is brought to you by the Weston Jackson. Weston Jackson, home to Soul Spa. Also home to Estelle Wine Bar and Bistro. If you are traveling in Jackson, doing business in Jackson, or down the road, if you, uh, when this is all over, you just need a place to recharge your batteries and uh, enjoy getting out. The Weston Jackson would be a uh, would be an ideal place. Lots of places around it, and you could just hang right there in the uh, in the hotel and enjoy yourself. It's the Weston Jackson downtown Jackson's Marriott property. We're also brought to you by John Edwards Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If uh, when this is over, you're going to want a vacation. You're going to want to get away. And uh, I would suggest that you get in touch with John, give him some ideas, give him some parameters, give him a budget, and then sit back and let him come up with some options that will be just for you, options that will make a trip one that will create a lifetime of unique memories. What you do is you call 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel. On the podcast. Podcast is brought to you by in-house interior and design. You can uh, give them a call or a text at 662-681-6241. You can talk about options, things they can do right now, given the uh, the current environment and more. Again, everybody's at home. You're probably noticing some things around the house that maybe could uh, be improved, could be taken care of, and they can help you out with anything with over 30 years combined experience with Nikki and Ashley. And uh, they have plenty of options. 662-681-6241 for call or text. Uh, let's see. Where was I with our? I'm getting distracted by your baseball game. I know who wins, so it's uh. Oh, is this live or do you like have this stopped and on DVR or something? No, That's it's actually what's on. This right is now. what they've been showing. MLB Network's been just like showing games. I mean, what else are they going to show? No, I mean, can you imagine? What, what do you do? Like you do wonder, like what happens. What's wrong with the SEC Network's doing right now? It's, hey, every team, every school, just get a day. That gives us two weeks to try to figure this out. I know. Y'all go 24 hours for two weeks, and then we'll we'll yeah. see where we we'll are. We'll show at. whatever you want us to show. and Yeah. Yeah, we'll, y'all can market it and whatever. And we'll, we'll, yeah. Everybody's doing that. I mean, because you know, like, these people at MLB Network are like, what do you want us to talk about? It was funny, and when you listen to the Beer Garden, you'll hear this. Um, he was saying – you know, they're doing a show on 680 The Fan every night because people want to hear their voices. It's like there's no baseball to talk about. There's no start date. We don't know. No idea. No one knows. So they're talking about like the Tiger King, which I started last night. Wow, that is bizarre. Whoa. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a little more into it before we discuss, but yeah, it's. Wow. Just episode one, which is, I know they're just setting up the story. Is crazy. It's a little too long. It goes on and on and on a little bit, but oh, it's it's some weird people out there, man. Speaking of that, it's decent transition. So yesterday, 
Not much going on. It's Carly Ann's birthday. Um, the only thing I could think of that would allow some social distancing and still let her kind of have something. We went to that safari park in Como yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You aware this exists? I've heard about it, I think. It's not bad. It's fine. They've got a little petting area with some goats and a lemur and some stuff, and it's fine. And then you drive through, and it's got ostriches and zebras and llamas and camels and stuff. In Como, Mississippi. In Como, Mississippi. How about that? Yeah, it's fine. Um, are ostriches mean do they have poor dispositions because everything else like the llamas the 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 donkeys whatever else you could would come essentially stick their head in, in your car window you feed them out of your hand oh. like it's 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 up close and personal um all good but they warn you when you're going in hey the ostriches don't hand feed them hold the bag out and they'll go into the bag and when i say highly aggressive Highly aggressive to the point that Carly Ann kind of got scared by them, and she loves animals. As scared is not typically a, a, an emotion. She would pick up a snake and, and put it around her neck. Um, the ostrich, though, basically took the bag out of my hand, and if you had the windows up when he came by, the ostriches would try to peck the window. Oh, or even like put their head up and like try to like talk, like peck at the sunroof. That's not good. Yeah, they were they were kind of aggressive. I, I, I didn't know if that was a thing. Or I would not. have left the ostrich area. Well, they're kind of spread throughout the property. You see uh, some ostriches, and then you go a little farther, and you see more ostriches, and on and on and on and on. But I don't. I'm not an ostrich expert. Yeah, they were they were they were highly aggressive. Um, <laughs> Neil is kind of keeping an eye on the game. He's just checking, just making sure they still win. Make sure nothing crazy happened here. Tomorrow's at. supposed to be opening day. I'm just going to let everybody know, tomorrow's going to be a little down day for me. Tomorrow? Probably the way y'all felt when Ole Miss baseball got canceled. Probably how tomorrow's probably going to feel for me a little bit. It is a weird deal when I look back on that. The last game that I was at or covered and you know for however long was that Princeton Sunday blowout where you get done. Like in the second inning, you're going, God, just end this. I'm so tired yeah. of watching this game. Um, and then it ends. And like that day, you, you – you, I guess there was a feeling that, hey, something might happen at some point. Oh, yeah. But nobody realized exactly how quickly things were changing at that point. I remember the day of that ULM game, the getaway day. That was the day where I knew, I knew this. I knew thinking. Because we've been talking about that LSU series, and I told you that series ain't going to happen. Well, that's what I, I called I called Keith Carter. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. And basically was like, hey, what's what's up? And, it, you know, that day it was, well, we've got three options. We can play as scheduled and be really cautious, hand sanitizer, all that stuff. We can go no fans or we can kill it. And I was like, well, where, where are we at? You know, and he goes, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're okay right now. Or, you know, whatever. Anyway, at that point he was. Like, and nobody's then, lying. It just moved quickly. And then Rudy Gobert happened. Yeah, and then the next morning it was, hey, be, hey, like, let's – Actually, no, it was even that night. That night, I got a couple texts from people going, hey, no, 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 we got, we're got we moving fast here. There's yeah. something going on. And then it uh it went quickly. Because I talked to a couple of national writers, and I'm like, what are you hearing? Like, this thing about to get canned? And they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, yeah. Got, oh, yeah. yeah you, need to go, you need to call somebody. That's oh, what I'm yeah. telling you. You need to call somebody. Um, it is the – it is – and I know it's an optimism thing. Like, I, I, I get it, and it's whatever. And I get, like, not knowing certain teams. It is – and I'm not, not too many certain person here because I've t- I taught to four or five, six. I mean, you couldn't completely narrow it down. It's amazing the number of like big picture items that national people get wrong or don't want to accept or talk about. Sure. It's, to the last minute, it's going, no, 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 no. And then it's like, okay. That's why I paid such attention to Rosenthal this morning. 
I mean, Ken Rosenthal makes his career writing about baseball. If there's no season, he doesn't have anything to write about other than labor, which is boring. Yeah, I mean. I mean, you're not going to get – you're not getting your – click monster is not coming on that one. No, I mean, you know, because people don't – people don't want to talk about that, obviously. So, yeah, you, you had to pay attention. I, I remember just – well, I think we'll talk – Andy Kennedy and I were having this conversation. He was talking about that Wednesday night. You know, he was wrapped up in the two games he was covering. He did the Ole Miss-Georgia game. And then the commissioner between games said, hey, we're closing the tournament to fans. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you know, I had another game to call. And so I called. he called Arkansas and who'd they play? Vanderbilt. Yeah. And he's like, when that game's over, he goes back to the hotel and goes to have a drink with a couple of the guys that are on that production team or whatnot. And he said he could tell, boy, this is, this is moving. This is not good. Except, you know, you had to get up the next day and be ready to broadcast again. And then the word came out. I remember when Rick Barnes that morning, I guess Tennessee was supposed to play the noon game. Mm-hmm. When Rick Barnes was like, why are we here? What are we doing? I thought, uh-oh. And then I got a text from a national basketball guy that goes, watch the next five minutes. Oh, that's right. Remember, yeah, that? remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure yeah, enough, you sent man, me a text. Boom. You're like, "Hey, it's about to be canceled." And I said, "What?" And you said, "Everything." Everything. Yeah, that was the answer. I'm like, "What are you, are you talking?" About? Well, and I knew once that happened, I knew there's no way they're playing SEC baseball this weekend. And then, God, 30 minutes later or an hour later, I was in the same workout at the gym. They canceled the all the spring sports, and I was like, "Does that mean including the Omaha?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, that's done." And I was like, "Damn." Talk about a, uh, a a serendipitous setback for uh, for cities. I saw this morning that moving the Olympics to 2021 probably cost in Japan somewhere around six billion dollars to uh, to do that. So if you're Istanbul or, or Madrid, who finished second and third, you uh, you dodge one there. No, not, not ended up with this Olympiad. Yeah, something like uh, something like five or six billion dollars. I think that's you know, what and it was backing it up a year. Well, we got the Winter Olympics in winter 2022, so yeah. right there. Just feels like an impossible thing to say, okay, we're going to pick it up and move it a year. Scheduling just. That's one of the things they were talking about with baseball. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, like, there was talk about putting in a new schedule, but when you ask a computer to make a new schedule, it could do it. You could do it. You could. Sure. The problem is like in Milwaukee, for example, they're supposed to have the uh, the Democratic National Convention in July. That was the moment when when Fowler hit the home run. That was the moment that I said, "This is not going to be a normal night. I'm not going to be able to control my emotions." Everybody, this eat. is the first inning of Game Seven. Yeah, lead off. Yeah, he led off with okay. the home run. I don't recall that off Kluber. Yeah, because I was pretty calm all day, and then he hit the home run, and I just kind of lost it. And I remember just settling. Tell- I be told Laura, "I'm like, look, you know, here's the deal. I can go someplace." Or y'all can leave, or y'all can just deal with this. This is not going to be a good night. We got 27 outs. We got to get through this. Yeah. It's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. So anyway, they can't just do a schedule because people have bought tickets to games. People have booked hotel rooms. Teams have arranged travel. The schedule, if they play it, is going to be unfair. They're going to throw a bunch of doubleheaders. They, it, it, that's why I just I read that that story today, Chase. I didn't I. When you read it, you'll see what I'm talking about. There was some tone in there that was different. 
new uh, development, not to the athlete himself, but around it. Carl Anthony Towns' mother is in a uh, an induced yeah. coma over. Uh, Did you watch that video? Right I have not yet. It's heart- seen it on ESPN. Right it's now. heartbreaking. Um, Nick Saban came out with his uh, public service announcement yesterday. Probably the one voice in Alabama to talk some sense into some folks. Probably. Well, it's damn sure not Kay Ivy. So. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I, I, I met him in Alex and Daniel or somebody yesterday said, yeah, the most important person in Alabama spoke, and then, hey, the governor said some stuff, <laughs> yeah. too. So uh, Alabama fans now socially distancing. They're all doing it. Everyone. Saban said, I think he did it from home, even. Yeah, did he it was in home. his recruiting room. Told him that the play. So hurt, so they just moved the pool table right out of the way? No, uh, no organized team activities. He was wearing, Mama! He was wearing some makeup or something. He had kind of a gloss he did. going on his his his... Mama, we mama, we we're gonna have to stay home now, Mama. We can't go out. Coach Saban said we got to stay in to help the tide. I would have messed that up because I knew you were going on an impersonation, and I thought you were gonna say Nick, but it's not at always Coach Saban. Coach Saban, it's Saban. Not Nick. No, 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 not no. Nick. Coach Saban. It'd be Reverend for it to be Nick. Yes, sir. He hadn't lost cachet of the ability not uh, be, unable to beat Clemson. Well, not yet. Okay, but now. You know, it could come. Won't be long before it's going to be time to bring Dabo home. Oh, that's a good point. Going to bring him home. It's a question on our message board. Who had the worst uh, PR day yesterday, Ole Miss or the NCAA? <laughs> the NCAA. Yeah, Ole Miss's was accidental. It was accidental. It's It was terrible timing, but. For those who've been under a rock, <laughs> Ole Miss sent out a, a university, just a, an automated email yesterday, basically saying, hey, just think about estate planning if you want to throw us in your wheel, essentially. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad that I knew it was an accident. Yeah. Well, I'm like, <laughs> somebody got that first text and went, oh my God. Because yeah. like, I mean, it probably was put in the system a month ago. I oh, mean, minimum, yeah, 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 minimum, yeah. minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Some quarterly or biannual deal. <laughs> but as soon as that went out, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> hey, in case you die of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, the, it, it was a moment made for Twitter. Because immediately you had you had one of two things you had you you had the Glengarry Glen Ross always be closing GIF, or you just had shoot or shoot one or the other, and that's all yeah, it was. Yes, yes. <laughs> The NCAA has backpedaled on Trevor Lawrence now and said that schools can be at their discretion on charities related to coronavirus. Yeah, well, thanks, buds. Come on, because you know what they're going to do is go. Hey, well, you know, we, we we're allowing it, but our process worked here. We 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 watched oh, it. We did what we're supposed to do, and then ridiculous. we ridiculous. If you're not going to let Trevor Lawrence raise money for coronavirus victims or whatnot, then what are you doing? Probably the most recognizable college football player in the country today. Well, he is. I mean, you, you don't be stupid. Why do you think Kiffin and Leach haven't had some sort of a PSA? I don't know. I'd do it together. I would, too. I'd do it together. I wonder why they haven't done that. I don't know. They're both, they're both probably down in Florida right now. Get somebody to shoot it. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Gus hasn't done one. Mouse on. I haven't seen that either. No. You don't know why? Uh-uh. 
My guess is that Saban did one because people said, we're having trouble getting people to take this seriously. Would you please? Oh, I, that no, that, that's a certainty. I 100% think that's, that's what happened. Although, given that data I saw yesterday, um, Alabama, now maybe it's a lack of testing, I don't know, had done a better job than most other southern states yeah. per capita. Um, I think it was Nate Silver that had the tweet, and it said... Well, they've had a lot of the drive-through stuff now for a week or so. Yeah. Okay. Take a break in the show to tell you about Special Orthopedic Group. They are, uh, they're still open. They're doing uh, their Tupelo and Oxford locations. They are... Um, <clears throat> protecting the best that they can and they're doing not, not doing any non or sorry they're not doing any elective procedures from a surgery standpoint but you can still uh, you can still make appointments you can still go in and see them you can uh, get some things uh, accomplished if that is needed during this uh, this time period they just ask you to please make an appointment that's the big thing they're at one of those two locations they're trying to keep the uh, the, the, the waiting room as limited as possible and they will uh, they take care of you, so you can find out more, including reading their entire uh, COVID strategy as this thing uh, moves forward. You can do that at SOGMS.com slash COVID19 for, uh, for details there. So, again, Special Orthopedic Group, Oxford, and Tupelo locations currently open. Oh, God. Um, what? A Trump tweet. Um, where he is happy about uh, – it's, it's a Mitt Romney tweet – Brought to you, uh, not the tweet. The podcast is brought to you by Oxford University Bank. OUB locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the comfort of home, all the benefits the big mega banks provide, all the technology and products you can want, all with the personal touch. They also have a commercial checking account now paying 1%. Interest as long as you keep $10,000 in the account comes with fully interactive online banking. They can set up any local business to deposit checks from their office and not have to worry with coming to the bank daily to deposit those checks. To learn more, go to liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. And we're brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group. They're dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. They uh, Bluff City values providing quality advice, experience, and access to all their clients. They invite an open dialogue beyond your annual review. They believe that everyone deserves financial security. No matter your level of wealth or financial goal, they will serve as an advocate and a guide to grow a portfolio that is fruitful and sustainable for you. Give them a call, 901-365-3447, or email Ben, that's B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. What's the latest thing on the draft? The NFL draft? Yeah. They're going to have it. Um, Without anybody there, just telecommute, yeah, whatever. Yeah. However you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. Kill the Vegas thing. Of course, you can't do that. I mean, yeah. But you still need to have it, so that makes sense. Yeah, they're going to. The people who didn't get to have pro days are the ones that probably got most impacted. It might actually lead at the top of the draft to fewer mistakes. The bottom of the draft now is a crapshoot more than usual because you didn't have pro days to work guys out. You don't really know what those guys do. So agents are trying to scramble and, and get put a pro day together, if you will, videoed with numbers that are reliable that they can pass along and then the teams have to decide do they trust that or not 
So it'd be different. Everything's going to be different for a while. Well, think you're going to get through all episodes of this Tiger King? Oh, yeah. Gonna, yeah. Going to stick so. with it? Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Got nothing better. You to caught do. you caught up on the the Reese Witherspoon. Show. Yeah, well that, that comes back on tonight. Okay, it's bizarre, but it's pretty good, entertaining. I'm gonna start Shit's Creek. Okay, do you watch Fletch yet? Can we do that show? Uh, I've got I've got it up to watch it. I haven't watched it. Okay, waiting on some guests. I've got several people I think is gonna do it here soon. Just trying to work out dates and times. And, and David Brandt's gonna join us soon. Okay. Um, saw that we'll talk to David about trying to work out a time with Jordan Tamu yeah uh, Jordan responded we're trying to work out a schedule people are free but occupied right now is kind yeah. of how I'd put it like everybody's kind of around and it's hey even if everybody's home you gotta figure out how to be quiet it's it's a little bit of a yeah a little bit of a deal here even though our, our situation is far different than we were uh than we were expecting at this time but I want to look for this real quick this is from uh, Nate Silver yesterday. Let's see. Uh, let me find it. See the uh, the entrepreneurs in Portland that are doing a topless delivery? No. Have you not seen this? No. I'll give you an update on that in a second. First, uh, this is from Nate Silver. This is yesterday. It says, a week ago, New York State had 87 detective coronavirus cases per 1 million citizens. So 87 per 1 million. Okay. Here's where our southern states are today, this being yesterday, in the number of, quote, detected cases. Again, okay. test, who knows, right. we're still guessing. Louisiana is what the, the frightening one, 298 yeah. per 1 million. So three times what New York was at that time almost. Um, Mississippi, 107 per 1 million. Tennessee, 98 per 1 million. Georgia, 98 per 1, per, per 1 million. I think I saw somewhere where Alabama was at like forty three or something like that. Yeah, they've not really had a breakout. Um, best I can uh, best I can tell. New Orleans is pretty scary if you listen. Yeah, to people. there's some rough stuff there. Best I can tell. Mariota giving a quote on Raiders starter quote: "This is Derek's team." Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. Good. That's not why they signed you, pal. Yeah. That's I bet okay. Cam Newton can't find a home. Yeah. Jameis Winston can't find a home. Which one would you rather have? Ooh. Cam. Really? I'll take an age Cam. I don't think Winston's ever going to be consistent and efficient enough to be productive at the level that we're talking about. Maybe Cam's not either, but at least give me the guy who has done it at a better level for a period of time. Yeah. And work I, his way around it. I think you're probably right. I think that's what I would do. So, covered a lot on today's uh, Potato Log podcast. We uh, appreciate everybody in the live stream. A lot of, uh, a lot of content there this morning. So I uh, appreciate all you guys. We'll be back tomorrow with another show. We'll talk about something. I don't know. We'll figure it out day to day. Try to bring some normalcy to your life. And uh, again, tell people, tell a friend, listen, download, subscribe, all that good stuff. So appreciate it. And we will talk to you then.